0: Whatever you're doing, stop and pray now for Israel. Stop and pray for the people we love, for the land that we love, for the place where Yeshua will put his foot on Mount Olive and return. Pray for our beloved Jerusalem. Pray for our friends. My friend, pray for Israel now. It is God's holy jewel, it is a place where his kingdom will be ruled for all the world to see. And prophecy unfolds before our eyes. Pray.
1: Pray now. But you, when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father in secret. Your father who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. You don't pray to be seen. You don't pray in public. You don't have to use your outside voice. God is spirit. He hears what you say in your spirit, and He will reward you. And when you pray, Don't babble on and on like the pagans who think God will hear them better if they talk a lot. Many people do that. The Jews, they go to the synagogue with the sidur, reading for three hours, over and over and over again. And God is not even listening. He said it many times, when you pray to me, I will not listen to you. What is this lip service that you give me? You're like the prophets of Baal, with Eliyahu on Mount Carmel, gashing yourself, babbling on and on and on, as if Adonai does not know what you need. Why do you talk so much? He says, don't be like them, because your father knows what you need before you ask him. Now, don't pray with many words, just to sound good. Remember that you pray to your father, not your brother. Don't pray to be accepted by people that they will say, oh, wow, that was a good prayer. A good prayer? Why? Because it sounds so polished and intellectual, using all these fancy words? No. (laughs) There is no holier prayer than, Abba, let your will be done. Do as you will, Papa. It is well with my soul. That's it. That's all you need to say, really, because that's exactly what's going <laughs> to happen. You know, Yeshua said, Therefore pray like this, Our Father in heaven, Abba. He didn't say, Use these words. He say. This is how you should pray. Address Him. Our Father in Heaven. Don't need to say that. Obviously, if you talk to Him, if you have a relationship with Him, I call Him Papa. Or I call Him Abba. I call Him Ahuvi. May your name be kept holy. We exalt Him. We don't talk to Him in common ways. No. Prayer is holy. I get in my prayer position. Like you said, in my room alone, in the darkness. I don't need to be around people. I get on my knees. Sometimes I get on my face on the floor. Like a baby. Not for stretching and exercise, but for prayer. It's called a prayer position. Something the Jews know nothing about. Because apparently Jews are too prideful to pray on their face to their maker. They only stand. See, Catholics are halfway there. They kneel. But really only the Muslims are the ones that get it right and prostrate themselves all the way down to the ground. May your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. that's, That's it. You don't need to go on. Your kingdom come, Father. Just let your kingdom come. Why? His kingdom is where His will gets done. Everything in this universe obeys except man. If man would obey, that would be His kingdom. So let your kingdom come. Basically you're saying, Father, may I do what you please. Let me obey you. That's what you're praying for. But why would you pray for it unless you're doing it? See, if you say, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, well... Why don't you do his will then? If you pray for it and then don't do what he wills, then you're a hypocrite. you It's like you pray for something that you need to be doing. God's like, well, why are you praying these words when you don't even do what you pray for? It's like, let your will be done. Well, then go do my will. It's like, what, what do you expect to happen? That somebody else will do God's will? So you're praying for your brother? Oh, Lord, I pray for my brother. I pray that he does your will. Well... That doesn't work. (laughs) No. You go do his will. You cannot pray for other people's will. That is an impractical prayer that is not going to work. And it's not going to be fulfilled, by the way. Some prayers are just impossible prayers. That there's no purpose in even praying because they're not going to be answered. You know, such as that. Godless movie, Bruce Almighty. You can't pray for people to love you. (laughs) Papa does not force anybody's will. No. What you should be praying is that you do God's will. You should be praying, let me hear and understand your words that I might be obedient and carry out your will. Now that's a prayer. I felt it in my spirit. (laughs) Now go and do what you prayed for. Don't just pray it and leave it there as if that's God's job. No, you really, you pray to the father, but you really prayed for yourself. So now you go and do what you prayed about. That's like giving a vow. You know, when you give a vow, you better go and fulfill that vow and give that peace offering as a fulfillment to the vow. When you have done what you said you would do, be careful with your words. If you pray for God's will to be done, he's going to hold you accountable to see if you actually got his will to be done in your own life, because his will for you is to obey what he wills. Did you get that? Be careful what you pray for. Prayer is a dangerous tool. And then he goes, give us today our daily bread. Well, that's obvious. If you pray for God's will to be done, well, he's going to take care of you. It goes without saying. Yeshua did not... Give you these words, so you quote it. He gave you an idea of what prayer is about. Obviously, God's going to provide for you. Seek ye the kingdom of God first. If you do what he wills, he will give you what you need. Forgive us what we've done wrong, as we too have forgiven those who have wronged us. Well, again, don't worry about it. (laughs) If you do what's right, God's going to do it too. He will treat you to the extent of the way you treat others, except multiplied by thousands and thousands and thousands more. If you forgive, oh, baby, you will be forgiven. But if you do not forgive, you're in trouble, young man. But you don't need to pray about it because, again, if you just forgive, don't worry. God is faithful, He does not forget. He's not a human being that you need to remind him, uh, Father, you remember I forgave my brother, so um, i will just making sure that you remember to forgive me. No. That's a fool's request. Yeshua did not say it in the way that you understand it. He gave you the understanding. He did not say to pray that way. No. He did not say you need to remind your father to forgive you. No, he just saying it so that you will know that you need to forgive your brother. It's kind of like when you stand at a grocery store and you talk to a certain individual, but really you're preaching to the guy standing behind you, (laughs) right? I'm talking to you, but I'm really talking indirectly to someone else. I remember Stephen told me once he was at the, walking at a mall. There was a table with a family sitting there eating and there was the young girl on her phone And then the parents, both of them on their phones, everybody was on their phone, just playing at the table. Nobody's talking to each other. And he went and rebuked the young girl. He told the young woman, put your phone down. That's disrespectful to your parents who are sitting across the table from you. And he said it loud enough for the parents to hear also. See, the parents were doing the exact same thing. (laughs) But he was wise and clever in the way he rebuked her. He rebuked her (laughs) but really he also rebuked the parents indirectly without addressing them directly. Because then their pride would have swollen, right? But if he rebukes the girl and they realize, oh, we're doing the same thing, then the guilt will act. And they will have known that what they're doing is also wrong. See, so that's pretty much what Yeshua is saying. He's talking to you, but he's not really talking to you. It's telling you what to do but not really telling you what to do. You get it? I pray that you do. And do not, do not lead us into hard testing, but keep us safe from the evil one. Now, again, can you really pray that prayer? <laughs> yeah, you can try. But it doesn't really work. <laughs> Those who will go into testing will go into testing. Those who will be refined by fire will be refined by fire. Isaiah he said, as you walk through the rivers, as you walk through the fire, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Pharaoh thrown in the fire, Daniel in the lion's den, Job, the list goes on and on. It's basically saying, just pray that you don't, meaning wish that you don't, because that's not a good thing. Don't want to go into testing. Don't want to be tested. See, many people want the testing. Well, you know, and I used to pray. I was like, well, I want to be refined. I want to be. Papa's like, ah, don't be so sure. We want the outcome, but <laughs> the process. Oh, my Lord. Now that's pain. Yeah, you know, you go to the gym. The only way you get stronger is if you tear up your muscles. You have to tear your muscles. Now, you might not feel it as much, but your muscles should do. They're all torn up inside. Then they have to rebuild themselves, and sure, they come out stronger. But the process—oh, you have to tear yourself apart. That's that's uh, that's why. Don't worry about it. You can pray it, but it's still going to happen because the Lord is more interested in your growth than he is in your comfort. So out of this entire prayer that everybody likes to quote in those churches. Oh, Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. All you really have to say, Abba, let your will be done and help me understand your will. Help me understand your desire and your request. Help me be on the right path and do what I am supposed to do. Strengthen me with your joy as I carry out your purpose for my life. That's it. That's it. And even that was a bit much. It's pretty much saying the same thing four different times in four different ways. It's the same thing let your will be done. Everything else is an expansion, right? You got the Ten Commandments and then you have the expansion. God does not need your expansion, He already knows what you want. So you don't need to pray with your many words. As a matter of fact, when you do pray, real prayer is a conversation. You know, I'm talking to my Father. I'm talking to him all the time. Sometimes I make a special prayer. And I get on my knees and I, you know, have this petition. It's more of a petition, right? But prayer, it's continual. It's conversation. That's why I say I only pray once a day. From the morning I wake up until the morning I go to sleep. The moment I go to sleep. And when I hear people suffer, well, we pray for the people too. But then again, what we should be praying is, let your will be done, because if God's will is for them to be healed, they will be healed. Not everyone is meant to be healed. You know, I prayed for people that did not get healed. Remember, in Yeshua, we did a podcast on Mark chapter 6 in the synagogue. Yeshua could not do miracles though because of the lack of trust. See, we can pray for people, but their lack of trust will hinder their healing because God is not willing. He said, "Now they don't trust me." Some sometimes He gives them healing for judgment, so then later He can say, "I healed you, and you did not give me credit." That's for judgment. Other times He just will not answer that prayer. It's like, "Nope." So you got to be careful we pray for people but sometimes we really shouldn't because we're only going to make things worse <laughs> now again we don't know if we're going to make things better or worse that's why we should really only pray that god's will be done because only he knows what's good and what's bad we have no idea you know someone that's a little off in his mind we pray for his healing well be careful You don't know what's good for him. Maybe the very fact that he's a little, you know, on the dumb side will actually spare him from a worse judgment due to his knowing rebellion. We don't know. If somebody grows in a bad neighborhood with bad parents, it's probably best for him to have a little bit of a mental disability so then he is not as liable to judgment and rebellion as his parents. God is merciful. People with Down syndrome will not be judged as severely as ordinary people who reject God. Remember that. God is just. We often say, life is not fair, but God is. He will judge righteously. So don't feel sorry for all those people with Down syndrome. They actually got the better end of the deal here. <laughs> I known one, when I walked in a mall, there was the guy, his mother owned one of the kiosks, and he had Down syndrome. And he would always come every morning and say, Hi guy, I love you. He was just he was just a sweetheart. and I, you know I love that Baba. He, he was a Down syndrome kid. He, he had no understanding. He doesn't know the scriptures but well listen, he's not gonna be judged in the same way that you people will. He might not make it into the kingdom, but even if he does go to hell, remember the message we did about the truth about hell, his judgment is going to be with a lot of mercy. A lot, a lot of mercy. Not something I can say about those who do understand and do not obey. His mother, for instance, she was Egyptian. You can see she had a lot of grief, a lot of sorrow, suffering. And you know, Papa, Well, I'm, I'm sure he will show her some mercy. Because she suffered, and you know the Lord does show mercy to those who suffer. You can count on that. She will be given mercy. But I can't say the same about the people in the next kiosk, white Americans selling backpacks. <laughs> they were not followers, they were godless white people. both of them can be living pretty much the same type of godless life in the kiosk, working seven days a week, violating the Sabbath. But do you really believe they will be judged with the same severity? Absolutely not. The Egyptian woman with the son with Down syndrome will be given so much more mercy and grace than the white people because they suffered. And the kid with Down syndrome, he has no understanding. You can't hold him responsible. So you need to understand that. Sometimes you pray, but you really shouldn't. And other times you don't pray when you really should. So again, I say it very clearly when you do pray, pray this that Adonai's will be done and everything that goes along with it. If his will is for healing, let it be so. If his will, is for the opposite of feeling let it be so too and more than all let it be well with my soul it is well with my soul it It is well with my soul. Hallelujah.
0: There is so much to pray about. So much to ask for prayer about. So many who need prayer. And I wouldn't know where to start today. Because of all of the messages, the phone calls, the sickness, the depression, the divorce, the death, there are so many. And now is a time to just encourage rather than give any of you the specifics of who and where and what and why. And that's just what I'm dealing with. And those that I know, and those who are dealing with me, I can't imagine so many other of you who have your own, I don't, you have your own issues and and I'm going to have to ask all of you to be in prayer, deep prayer, deep fasting, deep meditation for so many that are in need right now. And as I said, I know you have your own issues, your own struggles, so I'm praying for all of you. And you can continue to pray for even those Situations and those people that you know nothing about, just know this, that there are a lot of oppressed and possessed and depressed people suffering all kinds of things, emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially, socially. Just pray for a move of God's Holy Spirit.
1: Also, just to add to this message a very important point that I, from listening back to it, came up to my mind, you do have to pray, as whether you pray for the specific healing or whether you pray for God's will, prayer has power. Yeshua prayed for his disciples. He say, I don't pray for the world, but I pray for the disciples because we need prayer coverage. So when you pray for God's will to be done, well, sometimes God's will is for you to pray for those people. So we do have to pray. But it's not the words that have the power, but your willing heart, you participate. It's like when people light up a lighter at a concert, right? You have one lighter and all of a sudden you have a thousand lighters and the flame is so much stronger. See, it's the very act that you do pray that gives that prayer substance, that sends the angels on their way, that gives the victory to light over darkness. So don't think that you shouldn't pray. Say, well, God's will be done. Well, are you praying for it sincerely, honestly, earnestly, with your whole heart on your knees? It's that spiritual contribution. You're giving a donation. You're giving up yourself as an offering when you fast and pray You make a sacrifice, you offer up yourself to participate for God's will to be done. You are pushing, you are helping the camp to push forward against the powers of darkness. So don't get me wrong and think that you do not need to pray for people who are sick and people who are suffering. That is not what I said. No, you do have to pray. Just pray that God's will be done and keep praying And carrying out his will. Don't just pray and don't do anything. God's will be done well. Are you feeding the homeless? Are you giving them shelter? Are you laying hands on sick people? Are you fasting for those who need to be fasted for? For their deliverance? If that is God's will, and you have a relationship with him, then obviously you know his will because he talks to you. And if God does not talk to you, then you're not a follower. So all of this is irrelevant. (laughs) We're talking to the followers, people who are actually doing God's will and have a relationship with Him. So, keep that in mind. Hallelujah.
2: Rescue me By your spirit Lord set me free Yes when we say when we pray We say oh Lord We worship We worship you Singing glory and honor Hallelujah You are worthy You are dear, all we offer up to you. Take our praises as we sing, we say, "Mm hmm. blessings now You are faithful You are true Always loving through and through No one else compares to you We say oh Lord We love you We love you now Giving glory and honor Be humbly bound You are master You are king You are everything We love you Lord we worship you Giving glory No one else compares to you Lord, we love you Lord, we love you Lord, we love you Lord, we need you Come right now And touch your people Oh You keep reminding me of many holy times, men. seek a crown for my reward is giving glory to you Oh Lord my faith is small and I need a time from you and your book of books lies undisturbed in the prayer from me to you oh Lord please light the want once burnt bright and clean, replace the lamp of my first love that burns with holy fear. I want to take. Me to never, never see, see the crown.